from NPM, the National Association of Pastoral Musicians. This is episode 141 of Ministry Monday. Ministry Monday is a weekly podcast about music, ministry, and liturgy produced by the National Association of Pastoral Musicians, or NPM. What is NPM? NPM is a national association that fosters the art of musical liturgy. The members of NPM serve the Catholic Church in the United States as musicians, clergy, liturgists, and other leaders of prayer. For more information, go to npm.org forward slash join. Have a question? Email us anytime at ministrymonday at npm.org. Hello, and welcome to Ministry Monday. I'm your host, Amanda Bruce. Today on the podcast, we sit down with the new NPM Executive Director, Jennifer Klug. Jennifer has been the Executive Director of NPM since early January of this year, coming to the job from her previous position as the Chief of Staff for the Office of the Dean of Research at Georgetown University in Washington, D.C., Today, Jennifer was kind enough to sit down and discuss the vision that she has for the association. She was also willing to participate in a Q&A session so that we as members get to know her a little bit more. But before I do, allow me to just take a minute and share her brief bio with you. Jennifer lives in Silver Spring, Maryland, and she brings over 20 years of management experience in higher education and nonprofits. Again, most recently, she worked at Georgetown University as the chief of staff for the Office of the Dean of Research, where she managed the administrative functions of the office. She worked with the dean to develop strategies for increasing investigators' resources at Georgetown University Medical Center, and she coordinated communications, development activities, strategic planning, and relationships with internal and external constituents. Jennifer has her Bachelor's of Arts in International Affairs from George Washington University in Washington, D.C., with an M.S. in Management from Emanuel College in Boston, Massachusetts, and is currently completing her thesis for a doctorate in liberal studies at Georgetown. Her dissertation focuses on the impact of the restored order of initiation. In her free time, Jennifer enjoys spending time with her family, gardening, and singing in the choir at St. Bartholomew's Parish in Bethesda, Maryland. Without further ado, I would love to introduce my time with Jennifer, but just so you know, after I finish speaking with Jennifer, I have the privilege of announcing two upcoming events free for NPM members, including one NPM event that is free for all, regardless of your NPM membership status. So buckle up, we have a lot ahead. First is my time with Jennifer. Jennifer was kind enough to join us from her home in Silver Spring, Maryland. So today on Ministry Monday, I am talking to my new boss. Hello, Jennifer. How are you today? I'm doing great, Amanda. How are you? 
I'm well. I'm well, thank you. So I'm grateful that you were willing to sit down with me and talk for Ministry Monday because, well, at the time of recording this, you have been our executive director for just under a month, just shy mm -hmm. for a month. And I know that a lot of people that are listening are NPM members, some are not, but a lot of them are. And so I thought it would be a great opportunity to introduce you. And so I was hoping we could just kind of sit and chat for a little bit so people could get to know you just a little bit. Absolutely. I'd love that. Okay, great. So as we start, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came into the position as executive director? I would love to. So I have been a Catholic my entire life. I was baptized, received my first communion and confirmed in the same parish on the North shore of Boston. So church has um, always been a part of my life and music has always been a part of my life. My grandmother, in fact, was my very first music teacher when I was five years old and I was jealous of my older sister getting to take piano lessons from her and, and I wasn't. So I continued with music and in college and took some voice lessons uh, then as well. And uh, as an adult, I had the opportunity to join my church choir that I've sung with for the past 10 years. Um, but in my professional life, I've spent most of it in the world of higher education, most recently at Georgetown University here in Washington, DC. Um, and as I was leaving my position at Georgetown, I was looking for my next opportunity that I really felt I could make a difference and have a passion for the organization. And the Holy Spirit led me to the opportunity at, at NPM. And I, I, as I read the qualities that the board was looking for in the next executive director, I realized that my professional background in management and nonprofits and in fundraising and my love of the church and my love of music would make this wonderful opportunity for me. So you've been affiliated with NPM for a little while now, you mm -hmm. know, since, since you started to apply for the job. Um, from your perspective, both as a new NPM member and as the executive director, what do you see as the highlights of NPM as you've experienced so far? First and foremost, I would have to say our members. Even before I started, I was humbled at how many of our members reached out to me directly to welcome me to the organization, to share their enthusiasm for the mission and the vision of NPM, but then also to offer their services that if they could be helpful in any way, their willingness to share. So, you know, as I said, first and foremost, the, the members, they have just been um, fantastic. The other highlight that I love about NPM is how our mission reaches everyone within the church. Myself, I am not a professional church musician. I am very much an amateur in every way, shape, and form. But NPM's mission reaches me. The couple sitting in the pew, perhaps not joining in with the congregation singing, but listening and appreciating the music being sung, that person is being affected by the mission of NPM. And that really excites me because I know what we're doing reaches every corner of our church. As someone who is 
an NPM, I should say an NPM cradle member. Like <laughs> since, since my birth almost, I, I agree with you. I think NPM is a huge part of pastoral ministry and the life of the church and people in the pews may not even realize it. So as our new executive director, you are tasked with the challenge of looking at the association as a whole, good and bad, and things that need to grow and progress. So what are the things that you see as areas of focus and maybe even growth for NPM for the next 12 months? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, a couple of areas come to mind. Just as I mentioned, the wonderful resources that we have within our membership, membership is also something that we need to grow. We only reach a very small amount of dioceses and parishes around the country, and that's something that we want to grow because, as I said, we, we reach uh, our mission affects every single parish, so we want to make sure that we have members within all of those parishes. By extension, uh, chapters around the country, we have approximately 70 chapters, and those chapters are supporting our members at the local level through programming, through information sharing, through just fellowship. We all need more fellowship right now. Um, so we're exploring ways that we can support those chapters better at a national level and also help create new chapters uh, in more dioceses across the country. Um, Last but not least, you know, we um, are always looking to grow and refine our programming. And certainly it's, it's 2021, so we're, we're absolutely committed to in our programming, making sure that we are including um, all voices from our church and, and bringing in new perspectives and new thoughts. Uh, and that's really important to me. Um, on, a, on a personal level, but also for the mission of NPM. So this year, one of the things that we are doing for our programming is the National Convention in New Orleans. Yeah. And you know, I have to ask you, have you ever been to New Orleans? I have actually been to New Orleans twice, so I am very excited about returning. Excellent, good. Have you ever been there in the summer? I have, believe it or not, in July. <laughs> I've been there... <laughs> I've been there in March and I have been there in July. So I'm, I'm ready for it. <laughs> good, good. That sounds good. I'm ready for it too. I'm very excited. <laughs> so as we wrap up, I do have a couple of questions if you're willing, because I thought it would be fun if we could kind of do a little bit of rapid fire questions. I'm calling it 21 questions for 2021. Um, <laughs> just asking some questions, maybe some liturgical, maybe some not, um, so that we can just kind of get to know you better. I love it. Fire away. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have any pets? Yes. I have a calico cat and I have a Chesapeake Bay Retriever dog. What are their names? Uh, the cat is Lily and the dog is Mako because he has a mouthful of teeth like a Mako shark. <laughs> What's your favorite place to travel? Oh, I have many favorite places to travel, but I always love going home to Boston. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What's your favorite area in Boston? Well, I grew up on the North Shore, um, but oh gosh, if, if I had to pick um, one place, it would be um, one, wandering around all the, the cobble streets of the, the North End. Nice. What's your favorite food? Hmm. I guess I really am a, a Boston Italian. It's probably pizza. <laughs> <laughs> What do you prefer, coffee or tea? Coffee. 
What do you prefer, soups or sandwiches? I think soup would have to edge out sandwiches ever so slightly. <laughs> what do you prefer, Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. <laughs> what do you prefer, beach or mountains? Beach. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what do you prefer, winter or summer? Hmm. Winter until about now, and then I want it to be summer. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So transitioning into a little bit, things more liturgical, what is your favorite hymn to sing in the liturgy? Oh gosh, I have um, so many favorites, but the um, Panis Angelicus, because it was very near and dear to my grandparents. That's nice. <laughs> what is a cause that's close to your heart? in or outside the church? The, I, I, I have many, many causes close to me, but um, St. Jude is um, an organization that I've donated to for probably the past 20 years. And uh, that's really close to my heart. What's your favorite liturgical season and why? Um, I think Advent is my favorite season uh, because it's that, that season of anticipation but also stillness. Um, it's, I think the 40 days of Lent for some people, it's, it's hard, at least for me to, to honor that stillness for 40 days, but the three and a half weeks that Advent often is, I find it even with the hustle and bustle of getting ready for Christmas. Um, I love that, that time of quiet. What other hobbies do you have? Mm. I love to cook and I am a very amateur gardener. I call my gardening an experiment every year. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any bucket list experiences or places that you want to accomplish or visit? Mm. Um, well, I am currently a doctoral candidate, so I definitely want to cross off the bucket list of getting my dissertation completed and successfully defended. Um, in terms of um, travel, I have always wanted to go to Antarctica because my uh, father was stationed there in the late 1960s. Wow. Do you have a favorite quote? Yes. Um, it's actually one I keep on my refrigerator. A part of it is a book title and part of it is my own line. It's, have a merry heart in a Martha world. Choose the better part. Do you have a favorite book? I have many favorite books, but if I had to choose one, The Wizard of Oz. Do you have a favorite scripture passage? Yes, uh, from Proverbs. Trust, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. What is one gift that your Catholic faith has brought you in your life? Mm. I, I would have to say uh, the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit is ever present in my life. And again, going back to my answer about Advent, the Holy Spirit for me provides that stillness and uh, the quietness that I often need. What's the one thing that we as NPM members should know about you? Mm. Um, that I'd love to laugh, that I'm quick with a smile. Uh, and while I take my work very seriously, I never take myself too seriously at all. <laughs> <laughs> my last question for you is, is there anything else we should know? 
Mm, uh, just how excited I am to be here and how terrific my first three and a half weeks have been already. It's been a terrific experience and I'm just, I can't wait for the future. Thank you so much to Jennifer for her time and her dedication to NPM already. I look forward to seeing the vision of NPM under her direction this year. And now I'm pleased to share two upcoming events free for all NPM members. All you have to do is pre-register. First off, we're offering a night of reflection called Lent in the Southern Hemisphere. This event will be hosted by Australian composer Annie Higgins. Here's a quick description of what to expect. The world has been turned upside down this past year, and our inner worlds have been shaken to the core with COVID-19, heightened signs of climate change and civil unrest. In all this upheaval, is there a way to do Lent differently this year? You are invited to prepare for Lent by seeing our Easter preparation through a new lens, through the Southern Hemisphere seasons. We will contemplate the paring down and slowing of nature, the cooling temperatures, and the nurturing of the seeds of the future. Find out what your key intention for Lent is this year, and then in reverse how that translates in the practices of prayer, fasting, and giving. What will you allow to die, and what is germinating inside to bring new life? Join us to invite the Holy Spirit to draw out the best in us and who we want to become. We will share new music and video reflection, scripture, prayer, and journaling. Presented by Annie Higgins, singer-songwriter and former diocesan youth ministry coordinator and composer with Simply Liturgical Music. Join us on Monday, February 15th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Again, that's February 15th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Registration is free to all NPM members. For more information and how to register, visit the events area of NPM's new homepage at npm.org. And secondly, we have an upcoming event made possible by the Brothers of St. Meinrad Arch Abbey that's free for all. No NPM membership is necessary. The new Traditions of Chant workshop will take place on Sunday night, February 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Here's a brief description. Over and over, Gregorian chant has been upheld as the epitome of sacred music in the Roman Catholic Church. That body of chant was originally produced when Roman singers met Germanic tribes in the early Middle Ages. A similar movement has been underway in West Africa in the past 50 years between French missionary monks and indigenous Africans. Join us for this conversation and instrument show and tell which will explore how chant was adapted to the musical traditions of West Africa and what direction it is headed in next. 
For more information about this workshop and how to register, visit the events area of NPM's new homepage at npm.org. As you can tell, we have a lot going on at NPM. And if you are not a member yet, I encourage you to consider joining. With NPM's new three-tiered membership, there's a level of membership for every pastoral musician. From cantors to handbell ringers, volunteer musicians to choir directors, and everyone in between, NPM has a place for you. For more information, visit the Membership tab on our website at npm.org. Both recordings of Taste in Sea were produced by GIA Publications, and today's theme music was produced by Aaron Schaus. Today's episode of Ministry Monday was produced by me, Amanda Bruce. That's all for today. With the Spirit's gifts empowering us for the work of ministry, Thank you for listening. Have a great week, and we'll see you back here next Monday. Worship the Lord.